So welcome back today. And uh, we're going to be talking about the what is going on in the market. It is a, a, a question we get regularly, but I, I think we're getting it 10 times more right now because uh, there's so much that depends on the real estate market. Being working for a company like ours, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, we were purchased by Berkshire Hathaway. And uh, in that uh, changeover of management, we are getting such great information that is really, uh, uh, it is really the, the nuts and bolts. And one of the uh, uh, people in our corporate office uh, is a vice president and uh, uh, vice president of accounting and oper of finance and operations uh, named Anthony Jackson did an amazing job with an email on Friday that gave us some really good information that we wanted to kind of share with you today. So um, Weston, you want to jump into it? Yep. One of the things that we really want to focus on right now is um, what actually happened to home prices during the last um, five recessions. And on the first slide that we're going to take a look at, we're going to go all the way back to 1980. And it's really interesting because I thought this was uh, counterintuitive of what I would have thought, think would happen in an economic downturn. And actually home prices increased by 6.1%, which is remarkable, but um, that's what we have as far as the data that um, Anthony provided us. And then in 1981, that was the savings and loan crisis. Oil was really having a hard time. There was a, um, a, a lot of focus on those two industries. And when both of those cratered, um, it sent our economy into a recession. And, and I'm, I'm going to take one step back and um, kind of define a recession for you. A recession is really two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. And so I think that uh, with the end of the first quarter happening on May 31st, I have a feeling we will see that be our first quarter of that and potentially second quarter of this year will be at that second quarter. Um, and then, you know, that after that, I, I, be, I think we'll begin to see that rebound because the, the you know, the, the, issue that we're dealing with is not uh, the, the, the viral issue we're dealing with is not necessarily a long term thing as we see it right now. Yep. And I think that when we look at the slide, you can see that in 2008, home prices dropped dramatically at 19.7%. And I think that there's still that memory, even though it was over 10 years ago, that memory is so fresh because so many people um, got caught in that it was felt like it lasted so long that we wanted to take and step into back into 2008 and look at what was happening then and give context about why that happened quite the way that it did and how we're different today. And so I think it's really important that uh, we have learned from our past. And as Jeff always says, the pendulum swings in the opposite direction. And I think uh, it, it really began doing that and, and it saved so much of us for what we're going through today. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the big differences was in 2008 was there was so much reckless lending and, you know, if you had a, a pulse and could fog a mirror, you could get a loan. And um, there were a lot of stated income loans where uh, uh, people may or may not have overstated their monthly income to qualify. Uh, there were people that were, uh, borrowing against their 401k to put minimum down on a home. Uh, there were people that were taking out home equity lines of credit against a home that they may have owned for, you know, 10 years already and had a lot of equity in. And then they would take that equity and they would use, break it up and use it to buy five more homes with, because 
everybody thought that was the you know the right thing to do and we just we the when we came out of that the lending guidelines were really tightened up and while we saw those get very tight for a while they did relax a little bit but they've kind of relaxed back to what you know uh, uh makes sense of the marketplace right now you, you you do have to qualify for a loan and you have to document you qualify for a loan so that that i think is a, a really important change and in 2006 7 8 um, i was actually in new home sales and we were um using um the appraisers and they would literally have to go into neighborhoods that bordered us in some of our other areas um, but neighborhoods that maybe had larger homes more amenities um, different size lots and there was just a lot more freedom for appraisers to not always use the best comp data but the comp data that actually supported these increased prices mm -hmm. uh, and we many times um had agents that would call us in the different neighborhoods and ask if we were taking investors because the investors were coming from the different states, Phoenix, California, Florida, and they were coming in with their money that they had pulled out, like how Jeff had said, and were using it to come in and buy up homes that they thought they were going to make really great um, investment pieces with. Yeah. And then when the market crashed and all those, all those investment properties, you know, were still sitting there empty, um, it just, it created a flood in the market at the time. Right. Um, and then we also saw, uh, have seen that when the snapback happened after everybody settled down from 2008 and 2010, there were a lot of pent up buyers and with a lot of pent up buyers and with a decrease in the number of actual properties there, cash truly became king, not tiger king, but actually cash was king. It's like that little fun. Speaking of, yeah, how, how we're keeping busy. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so cash became a situation where it was no appraisal was required. It could close almost instantly. And people were doing everything they could from taking loans from other family members, pulling money out of 401k, and then applying for a mortgage later in order to pay back that 401k. And they were taking advantage of the really low interest rates we have now. You know, interest rates in 2008 were... Um, I, I don't think they were quite double, but they were, they were certainly 80% higher than what they are today. So that's, a, um, and those are really, I think some, some really key differences. Um, Weston, you and I were talking earlier and you said there's really kind of even a sixth point in here that we didn't, uh, uh, so we didn't talk about it, but, um, one of the, um, information points that Anthony pointed out was that in the February of 2020, um, there was only 3.3 months of inventory. Mm -hmm. And if we look back to February of 2008, there was 9.5 months of inventory. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, you know, developers were just pushing tons and tons of product out onto the market. And though we still have a healthy new home construction, it's not at the same rate. And there are, I think, people who remember 2008 enough to know not to let it get that far ahead. And so with that being said, we're not in a situation where there's this enormous amount of shadow inventory that has to be absorbed. And we don't have the foreclosure market that is going to um, take over and eat up a portion of the healthy resale market that's out there. Yeah. And the, the foreclosure, um, the number of foreclosures that are being posted are at, you know, 30 year lows right now. Now we'll probably see that number increase because uh, of this, but we're, we're certainly not going to see it go back to the, 
near the near the levels that we saw before. And one of the things that I also thought Anthony brought up that was really important is that they're calling this the great pause, mm -hmm. uh, and that that we are entering this great pause uh, from a point of strength. If he looked back at the first two months of Q1 and they were accelerating markets, which had this not happened, we probably would have had another not record breaking, but another really healthy year within the real estate world. Yeah, I heard um, uh, in the Ebby Halliday family of companies, including our, our uh, uh, Dave Perry Miller brand, the number of pendings was up 9% January of 2020 compared to January of 2019. Which is amazing because 2019 was a great year as well. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, one of the things I think that we kind of want to leave you with is um, a quote from Steve Harney, um, and it comes from Keeping Current Matters. And I thought it was really important and Anthony brought it up and it says that the market is paused. It is not broken. Yes, I would absolutely 100% agree with that. So, so I think that's all we have for today's show. It was quick, short and sweet. We hope that you enjoyed it. Um, we'd love to get your feedback. Please like, share and subscribe um, as you feel comfortable. Yep. And thank you very much for joining us today. It's always good to be back with you. Yep. And remember, stay healthy and we want to be your realtors for life.